It is yet another edition of The Beverage Hour with Stu and Andy. And Andy. <laughs> Stu and and Stu. That's right. The voice that you are hearing now is the voice of a man by the name of Stuart Bates. And the other voice that you are about to hear is the voice of a man who's also called Stuart Bates. Stuart Bates. I'm just joking. You know I am. Stu, Stu, can you just can you just make a sound for us? Just a small sound. That's all I want to hear. Just a very what? small sound. Just to. <laughs> That's too long. Just a smaller, shorter sound. Shorter sound, please. Very small one. <clears throat> That's perfect. Thank you very much. That's excellent. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. His name is Stuart Bates. My name is Stuart Webb. It gets confusing. Sometimes I get confused, as I've just proven. Stu, how are you this week? Very well, thank you. Uh, I've enjoyed some of the sunshine. It has been a lovely sunny week, hasn't it? Mm, Have you been topping up your your tan? Yes, I've had the milk bottles out. Well done. I don't have a tan. I think we've discussed it in a previous podcast. I don't tan. I go red. You just go go rouge, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what's interesting. Elon Musk. Let's start with that. Elon Musk. He's a freak, isn't he? How do you pronounce that name? <laughs> let's, let's just start straight away with that then, shall we? Actually, no, we'll come back. We'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to that in a moment because we have to do our weekly ritual. Stu, <laughs> stop laughing and tell me what you're drinking this week. This week, I am drinking Thatcher's Haze, a oh, Clayton yeah. Soberset cider made yeah. with the sweetest apples. You you do like your faddy ciders, don't you? You've got you know a thing what? for faddy it's ciders. The weather, Stuart. It's the weather. But, but it's not that sunny or hot at the moment. Well, it's it not mine. It was yesterday when I purchased said cider. Oh, I see. You didn't look at your weather app. You just no, went... I, believe it or not, I don't coordinate what drinks I'm purchasing with <laughs> in accordance with the weather. Who does that? <laughs> well, def- definitely not me. <laughs> definitely not me. I'm not drinking mulled wine at the moment. <laughs> oh, I do like mulled wine, though. That's what I, I like mulled wine. Christmas. Oh, and the and the mulled cider. Mm. Mm, yeah, very nice. Mm. Gluvine. Gluvine? Gluvine? What's gluvine? Gluvine. Gluvine. It's like that um, stuff you get at Christmas market, isn't it? Oh, is that what they call it? Mm. How interesting. Lovely. It doesn't contain glue, though. No. No. Shockingly. Yeah, I've, I've gone for a... The Thatcher's haze is very sweet. How quite lovely. Fantastic. Like me, you know, my personality. Yeah. Sweetie but cloudy. Me, I have got, um, this week I've gone for a posh beer. We've, yeah. we've, we've addressed posh beers before. This one is called A Clockwork Tangerine. Very cleverly named there by the Brewdog Company. It's a, it, do you get it? It's a work on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a film. Is it Stanley Kubrick? Yeah, it is. Stanley yes, Kubrick it film. It is. We, we like Stanley Kubrick. We like yes. Clockwork Orange. We've got history with Clockwork Orange. Clockwork what? Clockwork Orange. Oh, I thought it was called Clockwork Nectarines. Clockwork <laughs> Orange, that's what it's called. I've tried yes. that. It's delicious. It is delicious. It's a citrus session IPA is literally what I'm reading off the can right this second. But when, sorry, just before we started, I was trying to pronounce a word on the can. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it says Bruden Ellen Elon. I don't know. E double L O N. Elon. Wow. Should we see what our friend says? I don't know what that is. Shall we see what our survey says? What are you it's doing? It's a town in Scotland. What is brewed in Scotland? I never knew that. In Aberdeenshire. Dear. I should actually point out, I've actually uh, double parked myself. I've, I've got another brew dog beer. This is Elvis juice, which I've... Oh, I've, I've, I like the Elvis juice. 5.6, yeah. isn't it? Delicious. It's a, it's a bit of a heady one, but I've... I've uh, uh, 6.5. 6.5, oh, my it? friend. Six got my numbers five. the wrong way around there, didn't mm. I? I said 5.6, parked... you say 6.5. Let's call the whole thing off. I've parked my beer in this handy... Um, this black tube, which nobody can see, but I am describing is actually like a, a thing That's... that you put drinks in and it keeps them cool. You know, <laughs> anyway... 
you know what the official name for what that is? A black called... tube that keeps your drinks cool. No, it's called a koozie. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's called a koozie. Charles a koozie. has a collection of koozies. He collects them. They're like yeah. an American thing. What our 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 editor in chief. Our yeah. lord, our lord and director. Yeah, he has... collects koozies. Yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't sound very good. I've got to be honest, mate. Some people collect stamps, some people collect butterflies, some people collect trainers. Mm. But I've never heard of, well, I've never heard of a koozie, obviously. So fat people collect collect them. You can collect anything, can't you? Mm. You can collect teapots, uh, ring binders, um, traffic cones, everything. Anyway. uh, What's your favourite thing to collect? Uh, I, to be honest, I, I'm now trying to think of like a, a genuine, sensible answer because I was going to go for a funny answer. Don't and, do that. That's and a say silly like thing matches. <laughs> you collect matches. I don't collect anything. I don't collect anything except for like car magazines, but that's it. And I don't really collect them. I just you buy just like to look at the pictures just... of the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. They're not like nudie ones. It's not like Max Power and things like that. <laughs> the only naked thing you see in these magazines is naked engines. Am I right? Oh, the hard stuff. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, going back to a subject we've literally just addressed. How how do you pronounce that name, Stu? How do you pronounce it? Please enlighten me. Elon Musk. No, his son's new name. Oh, what? The Terminator. Have you not seen this bit of news? Come on, what? No, I don't. I don't know. What oh you're... my god! Oh my god! This is excellent. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, you are about to see a live, a, a live actual reaction to Elon Musk's son's new name. Well, they're uh, not going to see it, so I'm going to have to be quite audible with my reaction. No, they, they're not. So, so just Google Elon Musk's son, and the first thing you'll see is 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 the the name that he's he's graced his son with. It's very weird. Can, we, can you see it? Have you got it yet? Have you Googled uh, it? Well, he's got several sons, so I don't know which one you're going for. You want newborn son. He's got a newborn son. Yeah. So scroll, so scroll down. Oh, so, bloody so, hell. So, yeah, it's like X and then an A, E symbol, which I don't think is even, is that a symbol? And then it's an A dash one, two. Bloody hell. Also, who the hell is his wife? Who is that? I've never heard of that person before. Grimes? Grimes? I don't know. But, um... Oh, it's... Yeah. It's it, supposedly... Yes. The X is just X. Oh, okay. The A-E back together is pronounced Ash. Um, and then A-12. So... A12 is supposed to represents the Archangel 12, the precursor to the SR71, which was the coolest plane ever. So to say his name correctly would be X Ash A12 Archangel 12. Oh, Arch- no. Archangel 12. X, X Ash Archangel 12. Well, that's a bloody mouthful, isn't it? I mean, although I've I've heard apparently there is a rumor hell. that he's uh, there is a rumor that apparently he's legally not actually allowed to name the child that because apparently you can't have a uh, symbols and numbers in a name. I never knew this, right. but I can't believe you haven't heard of this. Have I've you not. not. This? Have I you been didn't... living under a rock or in a cave or something? Apparently so, but he's got other sons. Yeah, that have slightly more. Nevada, Damien, Griffin, Xavier, Saxon. I mean, they're, they're... Kai, and then X Ash Archangel Twelve. Yeah. I mean, which one did you put more thought into it? <laughs> the, bring, bring... the the bringer of fire and brimstone. Mm. <laughs> wow. Well, that is how. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not, no, sorry. No, fuck the name. I'm, I'm shocked you haven't fucking heard this news. <laughs> that's, the, that's the shocking bit. The name has, has just lost all meaning now. But that's, what, it, this, that's what this podcast is for. What? For shocking people. people. 
<laughs> so shocking. <laughs> you heard it here first. We're here to shock you. <laughs> the only thing shocking about our podcast is our attention to production values. Which, right now, we're... And our, we're, lack we're of, a, and our lack of staying to one true subject. <laughs> we're on a shoestring here, folks. We're not going to lie, but but don't worry, because it's it's a it's a damn good shoestring. I'll give you that. <laughs> they like got stripes on them or something. <laughs> Proper laced um, up boots. Just kidding. I wear Velcro. <laughs> slip-ons. You like a nice slip-on, don't you? You actually used to have a pair of slip-ons, didn't you? I've got a pair of Crocs. You used to look like Lord of the Dance. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Lord of the Dance. <laughs> um. So yeah, there, there's a there's a big fat timestamp on on this on this episode. We've we've just been uh, shown the the name of Elon Musk's new son, and it's just ridiculous. I. I, to be honest, first of all, I didn't realise that Elon Musk had a wife. I show they married. I don't know if they're married. I think they might be married. She's he very got loads of money. What do you expect? Of course, he's got a whiff. What's her name though? Is it Grimes or Grims or how do you pronounce that name? Again, I'm I'm not very good with names. Oh, the oh. artist. Yeah, Grimes. It's Grimes. Is she famous? And I just don't know her. I'm not very much into popular culture. Yes, you are. What? You, you... Oh, she's a Canadian singer, Grimes. Do you know her music? Uh, I know some of her songs. Oh, oh well, I, I didn't. I didn't. She had, know. she had, she had a reasonable one with. She, Oblivion is one of hers. Oblivion, I recognise that, but I think I'm thinking of the Elder Scrolls game. I think. <laughs> ah, yeah, <laughs> she did like quite a bit. Like that. That's like well early. Well, I'd oh, say. I don't know, early 10s, early I think she come onto the scene in the early 10s. Oh, it's about a decade ago, basically. Yeah, but she's still doing bits and bobs now. Obviously, she's been busy spending all her time thinking of names for her children, so she hasn't really done much else. <laughs> and spending all that Tesla cash! <laughs> <laughs> all that Tesla cash. All of it, there's so much. Oh, God, he's so rich. Um, no, what happened to our lives that we didn't do these kind of things and have the audacity to name our children, things like that? I... I, I don't know. I mean, I I, I like to. Th- well, you you have a child, and you've you've named your child a, a lovely name, relatively normal, but a lovely name nonetheless. Thank you very much. Uh, I, that took I, a lot. That took a lot of thought. What did the well, name? The name? Really? Yeah. Which well, doesn't really like I just picked it out of a bloody hat. <laughs> but Scrabble tiles was it in a bag? <laughs> oh, if only I had a U. If only I had a U. <laughs> Can I put my hand back in the bag, have a rummage around, select another letter? <laughs> Triple word! <laughs> I, uh, uh, it took me long enough to think of a, like, a relatively reasonable name and to uh, agree that with my... Um, with, no, it's, it's with a lovely name. It's a very nice um, name. But how, So how on earth did, you, did he come up with something as extravagant as that? Oh, I don't know. He probably invented a computer that came up with an algorithm. Or something that just produced that name. That's quite possible too. He's a very, very clever man, Elon Musk. I'm not going to deny it. He's a very, very clever man, but I think mm. um, he's a very strange man. But anyway. Yeah. Did you see that that bit where he um, shot at his new car? <clears throat> yeah, I did see it. It was a bit, it was a bit embarrassing. The, the 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 new Tesla pickup truck. But, but don't you love like epic fails like that? It's like this is the indestructible car. Watch us! It's no, in- I thought. Oh, I, I no, thought a- oh, no, the window shattered. I think I was a publicity stunt personally. I think I think he yeah, did think- that on purpose. Yeah, but if you're if you're advertising <laughs> an indestructible car and then you break it, it's not indestructible. So it's not a very good publicity stunt, is it? <laughs> it's like me going. I'm a tightrope walker. Let me do this publicity stunt. Oh, I've fallen off and smashed myself onto the ground. You wouldn't go, oh, he's a really exceptional tightrope walker. You'd go, oh, this is bloke. He tried to walk a tightrope and then he fell onto the ground. But yeah. It's good, but it's good yeah. publicity, but bad for your health. No, but look at it this way. Like, Elon Musk is a very, very clever man. He's a very, very clever businessman. He's also a very, very clever inventor. Mm. And and the thing is that the, the 
the the cyber truck thing i i just think because you've got to remember first of all we're still talking about it now we're still talking about that whole thing and that actually happened christ that was over that was like a year ago that happened must have been yeah cyber truck yeah it was nearly a year ago firstly that truck without making without actually putting that truck into production he made like 20 million dollars off of that truck Without wow. without selling a single, it was just the whole pre-order thing. People paying a hundred dollars to 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 like pre-order their truck or whatever. That's a non-refundable pre-order. He he made like twenty million dollars just by doing that. You also have to remember as well as that Elon Musk has invented a ton of cars, a ton of vehicles. I think he's invented a t- or, or like Tesla rather have designed mm. and developed a total of like eight or nine vehicles. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's only well, there's there's the, the there's the Model X, there's the Model S, there's the latest one, the Model Three, and then there was their little Roadster, which I think was called the Tesla Roadster. So the, out of the eight vehicles, they've only ever actually made four. He's just mm. a very clever person, but he's made money off of all of them. See, clever man. Fair news, you heard it here first. Elon Musk is clever. <laughs> there's no denying that i mean the thing the thing is yeah you look at I, I i i sort of take tesla with a bit of a pinch of salt really I, i'm not I, I can't i like the cars i've driven a couple of the cars they're absolutely amazing they are just made of old mercedes parts but with batteries in them but they just do it differently and do it better mm. but so I'm, I'm kind of here or there with with tesla but but when you look at spacex that's the that's the stuff that like blows your mind isn't it you know that's that's mm. really cool interesting stuff um so yeah he's a genius yeah i think he's a bomb villain i think that's what he is i think he's just a bomb villain i've always said it i think he yeah. is a bomb villain i think he's common a real life... theme common I, theme too I much money yeah. very creative and uh, hugely intelligent and hugely intelligent and he's probably got a cat and all he probably has got a cat <laughs> If you were going to invent something, what would you invent? Oh, God. <laughs> That's a tangent. I just thought of it. <laughs> you start us off. <laughs> I would invent an ice cream cone that caught the melting ice cream as it melted, I think. That's what I'd do. Has it got to be edible as well? <laughs> yeah, of course it has. It'd be an ice cream cone, but with a lip around the bot, like a, a, like a, a little u-shaped lip around the whole thing so it catches the melting ice cream that's quite clever to be honest (laughs) i'm gonna say it for a man that's literally just thought that up on the spot that's not half bad is it really you need to trademark that quick because when elon (laughs) Musk listens to this podcast (laughs) you're getting no royalties towards that quick i'll i'll pitch it to elon that's what i'll do i'll just i'll say to him elon you give me Five million quid, and you can have it. You can have it. You just have the have my my use. What should, what should I call it? The uh, the, the the ice cream uh, X dash A. A one two. Yeah. See now you're actually trying to think of something that you could invent that's better than that, but you're going to struggle, mate. You're, you're really going to struggle with that. Let's leave it there. <laughs> I can't possibly top that. I was going to say, I'd like to invent a concept for a uh, tangible podcast <laughs> series that um, breaks all boundaries and conceptions of what a podcast should be. But then I think, oh no, we've already done it. Boom. It's already happened. It's Money in the, in the bank. <laughs> when is Elon Musk going to buy up my theory? We could call it the Elon podcast. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll think the thing of is next about, week. The thing is about ideas for an invention is if it was any good, you probably would have already done it. I don't see an ice cream cone with a fucking little scoopy lip around it, do you? You know what? I don't. Exactly. Uh, I'm actually genuinely impressed that you just plucked that out of your head. <laughs> I mean, it's highly likely, I'm a bit impressed. It's highly likely, listeners, that Stuart has been thinking of this idea for the last 12 years. I, I will happily... I, I will, platform. 
I will happily, happily testify in hand on heart that I just plucked that out of the air, which I'm, I'm actually a little bit impressed with myself, to be honest. I really should have been. I should be on Dragon's Den. You seriously need to do something about that because you watch somebody. And also, just, just quickly, I don't think you should be marketing it to Elon Musk. I think he's got bigger things in the pipeline than <laughs> maybe like go towards like Walls or Nestle or something like that. <laughs> it's more up their street. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Elon, you've got, you've got a, you a, a successful car company and a company that's trying to get to Mars. Do you fancy making an ice cream cone? Look, I know you've got a lot on your plate, but I think you need to break into the confectionery, Elon. Um, I think that's where your future lies. Sack off the plane, sack off the. Uh, There's no future in it, mate. No future in it. It was uh, to go to Mars anyway. It was to where go to are Mars. you now, Elon? You're not going to space now, are you? Could be having an ice cream, though. I think of Mars and think of Mars Bar. Right? Now we're on the right line, haven't we, Elon? <laughs> <laughs> You've massively fucked up, though, because um, I, I, I reckon some little weevil from the, is going to somehow find this podcast and you'll soon see that summer 2021 is going to be the, the new ice, ice cream X-Ash a12s everywhere in every jingling ice cream van across the country they're going to be saying that i mean they probably won't say that they'll probably think of a cooler more conceptually factual name for it the scoopy yeah there you go the scoopy <laughs> he's got a friend called charlie brun <laughs> anyway last week in our fifth episode we we touched a bit on um uh going away and uh, and you know actually me, me and rosie afterwards we instantly started talking about old holidays and stuff like that um mm. which was quite nice and um <clears throat> i she she brought up a couple of things which i thought was really funny she rosie uh spent quite a lot she'd lived in america for a little while um in the and, states in the states, she lived in New York and California for a little bit, mm. and um, you've been to both of those, haven't you? Have I've you not been to, been to California. Eh? Uh, have you not? New York, and I like to frequent Las Vegas. The I've city been to of sin. Have you ever been anywhere else in in America? Nope. I've been to New York once. That's it. I love. I find America a very interesting country. I love America. I, I, yeah. I, I predominantly love America. Um, I loved America about three and a half years ago. It was, <laughs> it was real good then. It, it was great back then, but recently it's, it's sort of gone down in, 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 uh, in character recently. But anyway, I digress. I find America, it, it's such a fascinating country. I find it very weird. And um, But... but the thing that always crops up whenever Rosie and I talk about our experiences in America and stuff like the thing that always crops up is how Americans are around English people. Mm. And let's be honest, they just, they don't know how to handle us, do they? They really don't. Or is it that we don't know how to handle them? Well, no, I, I well, yeah, I, I suppose that's a, that's another way of looking at it. Tit for tat, or tit for tat, tit for tate. <laughs> yes, yes, that's how they would pronounce it, Stuart. I think they're right. Well, you got like data, data and data, data. You could um, do a whole podcast on the different pronunciations compared to. Yeah, let's just kill all our audience with boredom, shall we? <laughs> oh, no, wait. Love actually already did that, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. With the scene when he goes to America and they're like, bottle, table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That's quite good. Oh, Love actually. But I do, I find I, Americans have a very, very strange concept of English people. And I'm sure, tit for tat, that English people have a very strange concept of Americans, right? Yeah, but Rosie was telling me this one thing, which I think everybody can relate to uh, when it comes to Americans, or certainly can be shocked by when it comes to Americans. Um, when Rosie was over there, she stayed with some people, lovely family, who were very, very accommodating, and so on. And um, when she stayed there, uh, the subject of tea came up. 
Very. Oh, yeah. You, 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 now, obviously, you know, tea is a staple of a British of a British man's diet and a British lady's diet as well. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's Other hot beverages are available, but yeah. Of course, yeah. I actually don't really drink that much tea. I I like Earl Grey tea, but I don't drink normal tea. You're like, I'm I, quite partial to a Darjeeling, <clears throat> right? Yeah, I do, but but I but I understand the 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 institution that is the British cup of tea, which yeah. is that it is it is you know tea almost always served with milk. Only freakish people don't have it with milk. Me being one of them, I don't like it with milk. Um, and the, the the sugar is optional, obviously. Um, but it is it, it, you can only describe it as an absolute you know institution, isn't it? It, it is a part of a of of the British lifestyle. Mm. When when Rosie was in America, they used to offer her cups of tea, and they had. Actually, there were lots of places that she went to to have cups of tea, and they all sort of had their own kind of way of trying to make it. Yeah. And this family that that instantly made it for her quite a few times. First of all, there was there was one defining issue that they had. I would like you to guess what that issue is. Is it the age old issue? Go on. Of milk. No, 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 no. It goes back even further than that, mate. I'm going. They didn't have a fucking kettle in the house. They don't have kettles, Stu. No kettles. Not a single one. What? Actually, when when Rosie left, she, as a parting gift, bought them a kettle. She actually which, bought them a kettle as a box, as, a, as like a thank you. Which they've since put on eBay. <laughs> yeah, which they've since flogged on eBay. <laughs> so, but, what, how do they make their coffee, though? Oh, they oh, coffee. Well, they no the the coffee they get with a machine, don't they? They have like a slow drip machine and so on. That's how they make coffee in America. They What's have, about cafetiere? I don't think they use them in America. But you ask, how do they make how do they make cups of tea in America? I'll tell you how they make cups of tea. What they do. Is they get hot water. No, sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry. Let me start that again. They get a cup with some water in it. No, they don't. And a tea bag. No, they don't. And they go to the next best thing. No, they don't. A fucking microwave. No. They put it in the microwave. God, that's shocking. They brew tea in the... Now, okay, okay. For our American listeners out there, and I'm sure at least all 300 million of you have never heard of us and uh, likely not to hear of us. But <laughs> if anybody out there is American and you are listening to this or has been to America or whatever, um, I, I will forgive the fact that not every American is like this. There are Americans that do know how to make cups of tea and there are Americans that are very good at it. But it just so happens that Rosie came across the one family that decides to make tea in the fucking microwave. Oh, that's a head in the hands situation it, that it, is it hurts doesn't it it hurts oh, god like what 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 why oh god that's really upset me that has i'm really sorry to hear that rosie shocking please, please pass on my um whatever oh, i'm just so struck <laughs> <laughs> i need to, i just I don't even like tea. i don't even <laughs> like tea that much i'm a coffee drinker but mm. goodness me oh same oh, but what from cold water as well Oh, Hot water in the microwave with a with a fucking tea bag in it. Oh, I just. Oh, that's it. I'm never going back now. It's devastating. It's devastating. So you've only been to New York in the United States of America. That's correct. Yes, it's the only place I've been to in America. I'd quite like to go to California. I think yeah. that looks quite cool. Uh, I'd I'll... like to go to nor- Northern California where they got all the big trees, General Sherman and all that. The redwoods. That's it. Yeah, um, yeah I, I would. I would also like to visit them. Um, I've been to Las Vegas a couple of times. Uh, uh, answer me this. Answer me mm-hmm. this. Have you ever had a buffet in Las Vegas? Several. I, I, I'd assume that's like asking somebody. Have you? Well, it's like coming to Britain and saying, "Have you had a cup of tea in Britain?" That's mm. it's, it, it's it's the thing to do, isn't it, in Las Vegas? Well, all, of, all of the major <laughs> casinos, hotels have yeah. their own buffets and you can get anything it's a bit like in the uk we've got like have you ever been to tay barns no i've never been to tay barns 
But there's a place, there's a place like that. Uh, Jimmy Spices, they used to be like that. Yeah, Jimmy Spices, Cosmo, like they do basically all kinds of cuisines under one roof. They're like toys are us for food. But I imagine that Las Vegas is like a whole other, well, a very American scale, basically. If you want in these buffets with the premium package, which is like kind of, I think it's like, could you could pay up to eighty, eighty-five dollars for a buffet for one per person. Like the MGM Grand was sixty-two for an evening, I think it was. Eighty-five dollars for a uh, buffet. I don't think that's correct. Maybe half that. Either way, it's it. I don't know the prices, but well, it could have been eighty, could have been twenty, could have been forty. I, I can't remember what I paid. Breakfast is considerably cheaper than um, dinner and stuff. Either way, it's quite expensive, but you can have everything. Like some of these buffets, Stu, you can have lobster, yeah, prime rib, yeah, mac and cheese, yeah, sushi, yeah, chicken chow mein. Some they don't really do curry, but you can don't have they? anything you want. No. Um, but yeah, I would like to go to California and drive back, drive down to Las Vegas because I've been Las Vegas several times now and I wouldn't want to go back for another week because it's bloody it's long. It's I was like going to say, if you, if you could, if you could do whatever, well, you can't do whatever you want. We, but, we talk about expensive cities, but Las Vegas has got to be up there as one of the most expensive, surely. Well, it, it only is for like entertainment like to stay there it's relatively cheap to get there it's not too extortionate either uh, hotels are bloody stunning um uh, yeah but, but they know they know how to how to milk you don't they and how well, to casino do the old uh, you ain't going to las vegas and probably not have a little bit of a gamble are you um but no. it's bloody good fun and free beers and having a gander round and <clears throat> some of those hotels the, the scale of things there it, is massive like the MGM Grand where I stayed mm. once um, on my first time in Vegas is the size of a small of, of a large UK no a large UK town I'd say yeah it's, it's no it's it, not it is it would take you it would take you 45 minutes to walk from one side of the hotel to the other 30, 45 minutes to walk from one side. Well, you, you, think, you, you said that the MGM Grand is like the size of like... Leamington Spa. Spa. Redditch Town Centre. Mm. That's deplorable. That's ridiculous. It's got 10,000 rooms. It will take... 10,000 rooms? Yeah. It will, yeah. To, it will take, to stay in? Yeah. It will take you 12 years to stay in every single one back to back. It'd be, it'd be pretty gutting, like, if you were, like, what's, what room number are we in? Room number 10,000. Shit. Well, <laughs> I'm going to fact check that out before we put this to air, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. Oh, Charles might be going for a cut here. <laughs> no, it's not 10,000 rooms. It's 6,852 rooms. Okay. But I am correct in saying that it would take you 12 years to stay in it back to back, every single room in the hotel. 6,000, how many did you say? 6,852. When it was met, when it was finished, it was the largest hotel in the world. 6,800 rooms. So we're nearly, nearly, nearly 7,000 rooms, basically. That's mm. still a, that is still a, but that's not even the biggest in Las Vegas now. Is it not? No. What's the biggest hotel in? Uh, wait, it, it, surely, surely this must be the home of the biggest hotel in the world. You can't tell me that there's somewhere else. No, I don't think it is. Go. I think it's probably Dubai now. Oh yeah, that's true. They've got they've got some big ass hotels, haven't they, in Dubai? Yeah. Uh, um, you've got loads of hotels to choose from. You got monorails linking them all up. You got huge casino floors. They've all got like the the equivalent of like a a West End show in all of them some of them have several shows um, and you get show tickets for that's the thing show tickets are quite reasonable like i went to see blue man group and it only cost me 50 dollars oh i've always wanted to see blue man group amazing mate absolutely amazing like like if you last week we we talked about psychedelic mushrooms um it's like probably like having psychedelic mushrooms if you (laughs) are having psychedelic (laughs) mushrooms because it's just phenomenal um, I mean, yeah, it's brilliant, absolutely yeah. splendid. And you can go and see like Celine Dion, which I was very disappointed that 
The lads didn't want to go watch Celine Dion for $100, Stuart. $100 to go and see Celine bloody Dion. On the subject of holidays, because um, I, I haven't had a good holiday in a long time. Like, Where's the last holiday that I went to? I think it was Cornwall. Mm, which well it was particularly it was particularly notable because i i proposed to rosie in cornwall um that was the last holiday i had it was lovely though really really nice it was about this it was it was about this it was june june, june july July it was July. Thank you from the from the back there. Well, he's got it bookmarked. <laughs> yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> he's happy with organising it. <laughs> no, I organised it. Um, actually, no, no, she did organise it. <laughs> Subliminal pressure got you. Yeah. Um, but it was it was the hottest. Oh my god. The day we actually stayed. So we actually stayed just south of Torquay. No, not Torquay. Uh Falmouth. Falmouth. Not Torquay. Falmouth. These yeah. are proper pronunciations. Um in Cornish and <laughs> Yeah, we stayed just just south of uh of Falmouth and um I love Falmouth. I've got a lot of lot of fond memories of Falmouth. Yeah. Um and we drove so, so actually, the story goes. Uh, at the time, I was working for a much, a very well-known rental car company, and I rented a car for the week. I managed to get my hands on a, a Jaguar E-Pace, which is oh, did you now? I did, yes. Which, which actually, as 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 a, I say, as a car fan, it's not. I'm not as a car fan. I'm, I'm as a person that works in the automotive in the classic automotive industry um i'm not actually a massive fan of jaguar e-paces but but rosie loves jaguars and so i got this little suv jaguar uh, suv thing because yeah. might as well go in style and mm-hmm. uh we drove down for the week and it was we we stayed just south of Falmouth, and then we drove from there and went over to St. Ives for, Ooh, for, for just for the one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd been to St. Ives prior to this, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not sure because if I it's... have, it was, it was in very, very far, far distant childhood memory. But I must say, firstly, if ever you do come to, if, if, if you're not from Great Britain and you, and, you, and you do come to Great Britain and you need somewhere to go, go to St. Ives, it is literally the place of fairy tiles like tiles fairy tiles fairy tiles tiles, i tell you (laughs) that that place i could not believe it It was a real place yeah it's It's lovely place so beautiful and so lovely covered in seagull shit but it's lovely (laughs) i Um, am a sucker for harbour bars oh i love a harbour bar i cannot get enough of harbour bars like i actually I, i couldn't I couldn't indulge myself that day because I was the the designated driver, the oh, the the D the D the DD the designated DD. driver. Um, but not only was I the designated driver, therefore I wasn't allowed to drink. Mm-hmm. It did also happen to be it was the hottest day last year. No word of a lie, it was the hottest day last year, and my God, it was hot. I think it was pushing thirty degrees. I'm yeah. pretty certain to my memory. It was pushing 30 degrees. In fact, no, it was. It was 30 degrees in St. Ives that day. Yeah, I, I was. I think I was also in Devon around the same time as you, actually. And to, to have to have been able to have enjoyed a, a, a couple of frosty pints really would have would have made it. Yeah. But besides mm. the point, it was absolutely, utterly, utterly glorious. So bright what blue is skies, bright that, blue beaches. What is it about that area, the south the English, well, it's not the English. English it's, no, Torquay is the English Riviera. English Riviera. That's what you were going to say, Torquay, isn't it? Torbay, um, yeah, that kind of area. I was, I was there last year. Um, we went to a lovely little town called Kingsbridge, um, which is just south of Torquay, I think. Um, and we stayed in a beach hut next oh. to the, you know, Airbnb. Somebody had a little beach hut next to their house, so That's we cute. stayed there, and it was awesome um drove down and um yeah just spent a few days there did did a few 
excursions around the place. Went to Torquay, Torbay, yeah. Falmouth, Portsmouth. Very nice. Kind of worked yeah. up and back up. So that's uh, Portsmouth. 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 Fish and chips on the harbour and all yeah, that. It's yeah. a it's a very 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 beautiful part of the world. It is there? a staple English getaway, isn't it? I think um, it is, and it is a beautiful part of Great Britain. Unfortunately, it does it does sort of it it does sort of. Uh, unfortunately, its beauty is only outdone by its sheer fucking busyness. It's oh very busy. It's going to get even busier. In the next year as well, when we all can't go. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, if you want to go to Torquay, uh, don't or or, or, or wherever, uh, same times. Don't bother going for at least four years because <laughs> you won't get there for love nor money. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that was actually my last holiday. But no, sorry. What I was going to ask you was, Stu. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite? What was your favourite holiday? If you could just pluck one out there. And, and and okay, let's make this easier. What was your favourite foreign holiday? Okay. Um, Outside of the UK. I thoroughly enjoyed Las Vegas, I'd already said, but I did massively enjoy the people and the culture and the setting of Thailand. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was marvellous. Beautiful one, yeah. Eastern hospitality is something else. Like no other, isn't it? uh, stayed in a few places around there. Did a bit of a bit of island hopping. Um, um, went to an elephant sanctuary. Um, oh, elephants are cute as. Didn't fuck, ride them. Didn't ride them because riding them's bad. It is bad. Um, elephants are cute as fuck. We, They're so adorable. This this particular sanctuary was kind of um, one for sort of like because. Uh, uh, using elephants and stuff has only quite recently in the recent tens of years been sort of outlawed and frowned upon in Thailand in terms of they used to use them for logging and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so this particular sanctuary was kind of like home for ones that people had owned for those particular means. So they're all a bit kind of bewildered, battered and had their own issues. Um, and they were looked after there and you kind of spend the day with them. You'd make their breakfast and feed them. And, and then you'd have a little 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 wash in the river with them towards the end of the day. It was bloody marvellous. Um, and how, in, how in lovely. That, had some beautiful Massaman curries on the beachfront. And I was going to say their, their, their and, food is amazing, isn't it? Ah, bloody love Thai food. I do. Yeah, I do too. Not, and, enough, thai, not enough Thai food in this country, I'd, I'd go as far as to say. Can't get me can't get me hands on it. Mm. There's a beautiful Thai restaurant near us, um, which there's is... one not far from me in Bromsgrove, which is oh. about twenty minutes from me. But um, no, I can't I can't get it regularly. But I love Thai food. It's one oh, of my favourite cuisines, actually. Called Lotus Moon, and it's brilliant. Ah. Um, but yeah, so there's lots and lots you can do in Thailand. I thoroughly recommend it. Went to I went to a uh, to a full moon party. I did. What the fuck's a full moon party? It's a party when there's a full moon, and there's like music and buckets of cocktails and stuff um, for the young people. Um, so yeah, so the, so, the, the, so literally, I, I've probably had a lot of full moon parties in my lifetime, to be honest, and just That's... unwittingly known that they were full moon parties. Oh, oh, I thought you thought about when you pull your trousers down at. <laughs> Because that's something completely different. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has now become a full moon party. And then there's me sitting in the corner with a box of Jaffa cakes. <laughs> great reference, great reference. A lot of our listeners probably won't even understand that reference. What? what, what everybody knows the Jaffa cakes reference. If you I don't, think that's an, no, I think that's an old. Jaffa that's cake. an old reference. It is quite that's, old. That's an is old reference. An old Jaffa cake. Full moon. Half moon? Totally no eclipse. moon. No, it's total eclipse. Total eclipse, that's Total it. eclipse. Um, yeah, Thailand is brilliant. Um, Bangkok is insane. Um, a lot of uh, brilliant architecture, isn't there? Loads. Um, it's also very, very reasonably priced. Is it? Time. Well, it's not reasonable. It's it's utterly cheap as chips. <laughs> um, and Koh San Road, which is an area of Bangkok, is basically... 
I think a lot of lot of people have been on those typical kind of lads and gals holidays to the likes of Zanti and Magaluf and Kos and Malia and stuff like that. It is like those locations mm. on crack. Mm. It, it is so vibrant and they've got like loads of street vendors with like wicked pad thai noodles and bl- blaring music out the bars and oh, paint on your face and whatnot. It's good. But then also you've got like the kind of quieter island side where you can just relax and drink things out of coconuts and soak the up the sunshine. serene quality of the yeah. islands. How lovely. Yeah. You can do it extremely cheap in a backpacker fashion or you can do it very, very expensive. Yes. Um, but either way, it's a top, top destination. One of my favourite holidays, one of my uh-huh. favourite destinations um, has to be and see, this is the reason why I had to qualify outside of the UK, because I knew that if I if it was any holiday, I, I con- I'm contractually obliged to say Cornwall because um, obviously it's a very special occasion. But outside spon- of the UK. Are you sponsored by Visit Cornwall? I'm, I'm, I'm sponsored by MarryMeNow.com. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting slapped after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, out outside of the UK, my favourite holiday. Uh, bit of a tough one. Um, I love New York. Mm-hmm. I loved Amsterdam. I've been to Paris a few times. It's an amazing city. But honestly, my favourite holiday has to have been Malta. Oh, oh yeah, my God, what an absolute unsung treasure that place is. That place is. Have you ever been to Malta? I haven't, but I know oh. I, I, I am, I'm familiar with Malta. Malta is so beautiful. For those of you who don't know Malta, and I'm hoping you do know, but for those of you who don't know, it's this tiny little island that sort of sits just off the coast of Italy and sort of the Middle East, and it's kind of, it's kind of, it's very much in the Mediterranean. It's, it's, it's a bit Asian and a bit European, isn't it? Yes, yes, fantastic place. It's the only now. Okay, there's a okay now. This is this is actually a a a, a thing that I have to Google because what are you um, googling? I know some I some know some good facts about Malta. I so during the Second World War, Malta um, they they won a medal, didn't they? What medal? It was the only it's the only country to have won a medal. Were they the only one to win like a? Oh, um, because of their contribution. They, they Malta, the country, won the yeah. well, was awarded a George Cross. That's it. That's um, it. Because yes. it, for 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 bravery in yes. respect to the United Kingdom, because they were used and they still are actually um, yes, a, they are. A, a a large um, RAF during, base. Um, correct. So during the Second World War, their 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 acts of bravery as a country were awarded by by Great Britain with a with a George Cross. Well, when and it's the only country to it's the only country to get a George Cross. That's yes, the important bit. It's because of their resistance against Herr Hitler, um, exactly. where everybody else. Well, not, we're not going to discuss this in depth because we're not we're nowhere near educated enough to discuss this. Um, no. But um, where the other countries of Europe and neighbouring nations were kind of crumbling and going. Well, shall we give in to Mr. Hitler? Um, Malta didn't, but that was kind of because Malta yeah. wasn't really on their on Hitler's radar. Um, yeah. But it, Malta then kind of gave us a bit of a footing to yeah, they uh, did to invade to, Italy, I believe. To to to, to well, Italy had already um, was already engaged in peace talks because Italy's um, leader at said time was Mussolini. Was Mussolini and Mussolini. Um, who has a bit of a checkered past in himself. Don't uh, check a past. He was a prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, some people have said, described... It's like him. saying Hitler. Oh, he's a bit of a dodgy bloke, isn't he? <laughs> it's, it's, some people go as far to describe him as Hitler's lackey during the Second World War. Of course he was. He was an um, fucking but, lapdog. Um, yes. Um so, anyway, this is yeah. this is anyway. This has gone down a, a, a very much a, a Why, history lesson. What Look, happens? How do these things happen where we end up wandering so far down this path when we are 
not capable of discussing this issue with sensitivity. All we were doing was talking about nice holidays, and now we're discussing uh, the <laughs> and the uh, ever-changing states that led us to anyway, the anyway. Second World War. So let's stop. And uh, what what was the weather like when you went to Malta? <laughs> anyway, the important thing is that Malta is a beautiful place. It, it, historically, it has always been a massive, massive ally of, of, of Great Britain. And we awarded it with the George Cross for its bravery. Yep. And I, I went to I went to Malta. I stayed in a beautiful, beautiful part of Malta. I can't remember the name of it. It was near it was near a town called Massa Scala. And if you are Maltese and you're watching this, apologies for the for listening. the pronunciations. What did I say? Watching this? Listening to this, yeah, sorry, you listen, not watch. If you are listening to this, apologies for, for the uh, pronunciations. But we stayed near somewhere called Massa Scala. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a beautiful little fishing town. Malta, incidentally, is a, it, it's a tiny country. It's oh, yes, a right. tiny, it's, tiny island. It boasts the smallest capital city, Valletta, which, inst- which incidentally I went to. Are you, are you literally looking at, like, Wikipedia? Have you just wiki Malta right now? No, I haven't. I, haven't. Oh, I, I knew the George Cross thing. I, I, th- I saw you looking down. I thought you'd just literally wicked like Moss. <laughs> so. no, I, I was reading the side of my cam. <laughs> <laughs> it's more interesting than what this prick saying. <laughs> I just got sucked in by... Anyway, please continue. <laughs> oh, brood in Malta. <laughs> Summer cider, brood in Malta. <laughs> Anyway, um, please continue. Uh, well, actually, I've got an interesting fact to offer about Malta. Go on, please. Please, please offer. tell me whether I'm correct. It's got like the most amount of churches per. Not a clue. Not a meter or something not, like that. Not a clue, mate. That's one for Wiki. I don't know. I love, I love, I love Malta. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. If you, it's tiny. It's beautiful. Valletta is the capital. I went to. I, I did. I did most of the bits on sort of the east side of the island. So like. Master Scala and Valletta and so on. Um, Valletta is a tiny capital city, but my God, it is a beautiful capital city. It is so beautiful. It's got a really weird culture as well because it's this kind of mix of sort of Mediterranean, Italian. Their language is kind of a mashup of all these different languages with a bit of English thrown in. So you can kind of understand what people are saying when they're speaking Maltese because they do have their own language. The seafood is amazing. The view is fantastic, and I I love the the, the one thing that I, I I really did love in in Malta because when when I went to Malta, the story behind it is is that I had a friend that was living there at the time. He was doing a he he was working out there, and um, me and a bunch of my friends went out to go and surprise him. We didn't stay with him. Normally you go out and you stay with them, but actually we just went to go and surprise him. And then we stayed in a hotel nearby him. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, when I got there, I said to him, you know, what's, what's kind of, what, what's good to eat? What's good to eat out here? And he obviously said, well, you know, they do really good seafood. Obviously they do really good steaks, which they do for some, Strange reason, I don't know why. Because mm-hmm. um, they don't have cows there, but they do really good steaks. Um, and uh, but I said, now what's like, what's good? Because stri- because you you'll 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 testify to this. If you go to any uh, foreign country, you can kind of gauge how good their food is by their street food. Street food is different to like a national cuisine, isn't it? You know? Yes. At the end of the day, you know, a, a roast dinner, a beef roast dinner, is absolutely lovely. But what everybody really wants is fish and chips, isn't it? They want the street food. You know what I mean? Quick and easy. Exactly. And it's and it's always lovely. And and, and I think that's how you gauge a, a country's cuisine is by its street food. And I said, well, what's what's like, what's good sort of street food here? What's good kind of quick bites? And you know, you, you find in a typical sort of high street or, or or a typical street in 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 Malta. Excuse me. And um, and he said, oh, we. We, they, they have these things and they're called pastizzis and um, they're like these tiny little sort of diamond shaped pastries and they're made with phyllo pastry they're sort of about this big you can't see that but I'm just gesticulating towards Stuart now that ha- they are they are this big which is if you put your thumbs in your 
index fingers together. And they're about that big. And <laughs> technical. And uh, <laughs> they uh, they literally only fill them with like there's only three fillings. You got like this weird kind of, uh, cheese thing, a chicken one, and a vegetable one, and that's it. And I'm, it sounds like I'm sort of downplaying them a bit. My God, they are absolutely delicious. And we went to a high street and he was like, these are pastizzis. And we went to like a bakery in Malta. Like, I don't want to say like a Maltese version of Greg's. Cause it I wasn't was, that do story. you know what I was going to say? What you've described <laughs> to listeners is um, chicken and bacon. <laughs> A vegetable bake, <laughs> and, but they're, they're so uh, much better. Bake. They're so much better. They're made with, I think they're made with phyllo pastry. I think I'm right in saying they're made with phyllo pastry, uh, is which it, is very, yes, yeah. So they're they're sort of very thin sheets of pastry, sort of folded again and again and again. And oh my god, they were absolutely amazing. They were absolutely delicious. I ordered two of them, and then were they expensive? No, they were fuck all. They were literally like thirty cents a piece. In the Euro times as well. In the in the Euro times, they were literally like fuck all. And I later found out that they were like 400 calories per pastizzi, so they are but very they're, very calorific. Marvelous. Well. That's like a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. Literally is, but they're absolutely amazing. Uh, but Malta as well, like you say about um, uh, what did you say earlier on? Thailand, Thailand. You said yeah. Thailand, didn't you? Yeah, like Thailand. So cheap, so so cheap. Because they make their own wine, because they make their own beer and their own wine in Malta. They do have, you know, breweries and vineyards and so on in Malta. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's so it's, cheap, it's, and it's, it's anywhere you go, anywhere yeah. you go, you always, particularly if you're in a foreign country, mm. you always eat local. Yes. And drink local because those, the price between the two imports. I tell you, expensive. I tell you, I tell you. One day, one day, we went, we went round my my mate's flat. The guy that was living there. We went round there and we said, and uh, another friend of mine, um, the guy who's instantly going to be, incidentally, is going to be my best man at my wedding. A guy called Sam. Mm. He he's a he was a chef at the time. He's not a chef anymore, but he was a chef at the time. Brilliant chef. Yeah, I know. All the listeners are surprised that I'm not filling that post as well but that's all right we'll just move on from it yeah yeah we'll, we'll move on for that from now we'll talk about that later <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we 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 said to jake one day look we'll all come round. we'll bring loads of drinks and so on sam will cook something because he's an amazing chef shout out to sam and um yeah and, shout out sam yeah shout out best man <laughs> 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 and uh and so we went to this, what was basically like a corner shop, just a corner shop in, in Malta. And again, like a Maltese version of a corner shop is, is absolutely amazing. Like so, so good. And we went there and we bought a bunch of bits and Sam was sort of choosing food because he knew what he was talking about. I was choosing alcohol because I knew what I was fucking talking about. And I, 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 one of my mate, another mate of mine who was also with us, he said, oh, can you pick up a bottle of Ribena whilst we were there? I, I think he just wanted a bottle of Ribena. He just wanted some squash at some point. So I went to the, 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 this, we went to this little corner shop and literally it was run by this Italian couple and their front counter was just full of all these Italian pastries, the, you know, the cannolis, all freshly made cannolis oh, and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely amazing. I yeah. did get a cannoli whilst I was there. Got to do it. Cannoli's you got to do it, haven't you? And um, uh, I went to the uh, drink section. It's a small shop. It's not a massive shop, but I went to yeah. the little drinks bit and picked up a couple of bottles of Maltese Sauvignon Blanc and uh, a couple of bottles of Merlot. They were literally like two euros forty a bottle, and I'm telling you now, they were absolutely absolutely beautiful wine. Nothing yep. wrong with it whatsoever. It was yep. cheap, but it was delicious. And then I got a bottle of Ribena, five euros thirty Bloody for a bottle hell. of Ri- Ribena. You know, you know what I mean. That says a lot, but it's the, yeah, it's all the import tax, isn't it? All that bollocks. Well, that'd have put a dampener on my holiday. It would have. Just, 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 just before we wrap up, the 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 wrap up is going to be this week. If you could go anywhere, 
on holiday in the world next, where would you want to go? I want to go to India. Oh, do you? I do. I've heard it's very nice. I've never been to India. No, me, me neither. I would like to explore that and maybe in future episodes I would have achieved that after this lockdown. It's all been finished and we can discuss that. Stu, what about you? Where would you like to go? Uh, the, the, the Croatia. I want to go to Croatia. I've not been to Croatia. I've heard it's amazing. Dubrovnik, Split. Game of uh, Yeah, I've, I've, heard that, I've heard that Croatia's the place to go. I really want to go to Croatia. Oh, or Iceland. Sorry, just to throw it in there. I really want to go to Iceland as well. well. They do have some bargains on this time of year. They do have some bargains on. <laughs> anyway, uh, on that note. It's, it's, it's a goodbye from me. And a tatty bye. <laughs> <laughs> Just say a goodbye. Just say goodbye. Bye now. <laughs> bye bye.